we grind, you know, we grind, we hustle, we're gritty. Um, we compare ourselves to the 2023 Orioles and, um, you know, we might not be a lot of, uh, big names in the industry, but we will grind with the best of them. Welcome to the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast, where we explore the ins and outs of the local real estate market. Join us as we chat with industry experts, uncovering tips, trends, and strategies to help you navigate Maryland's real estate landscape. Get ready to elevate your real estate game. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Maryland Real Estate Influencers. I am your host, Jennifer Healy. And today we have another guest. Um, and Chris, if I'm not mistaken, you focus in on the Baltimore County region. Is that not accurate? Uh, Baltimore County, yes. Carroll, I think is, is I mean, that's my home. So oh, okay. Carroll, Carroll, Howard, Baltimore County, Baltimore City, Anne Arundel, uh, Harford County, uh, a little bit everywhere. Carroll and Howard, I would say, is my home for sure. Carroll and Howard. All right. I'm going to make a note yeah. of that. Um, Okay. And then could you tell the listeners uh, that don't know you a little bit about you and what got you into the real estate business? Sure. Yeah. My name is Chris Mabe. I'm the lead agent, team captain on the shift home team of eXp Realty. Um, I go by T-Rex and I earned that nickname uh, from one of my team members from my work ethic and he called me a T-Rex and it stuck. <laughs> I love it. And so I turned T-Rex into T-R-E-X, the real estate expert. Nice. So now it's a thing. Now everyone sends me T-Rex stuff, tags me in T-Rex stuff in uh, Facebook and social media and whatever. So it's fun. That is fun. And what made you get into the real estate uh, industry? Sure. I was in the hospitality industry for 17 years. Uh, bartending, bar manager, restaurant manager uh, in Howard County. And um, I loved it. And I have two kids and they were getting up at six in the morning and I was getting home at four. Yeah. And I said, this is not for me anymore. I think so, so many of us came from that industry. I really do. I, I think there's something about it that just crosses lines so smoothly. It's the same job, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, it's customer service. It's um, people know you, trust you, like you. Mm hmm. And um, you deliver on your promises of what you're going to do. If you put out a good product, people will keep coming back. I love it. I do. Um, I, I, I had a similar um, experience in, in 98, 97. Uh, I started off, uh, was waitressing and um, did a little bit of shift um, supervisor at TGI Fridays in White Marsh. Yeah. Realtor came in two guys um, every Wednesday at four. And they said, Jennifer, how is it possible that I come in here for wings and a beer and I leave with a $50 tab? And I said, I'm paid on commission. And the higher that tab goes, the more money I make. I said, if you just want to throw it out there. And he's just like, will you come work for me? And it's, that's how my, that's how my start in the industry became. I mean, and that was, God, that was so long ago. Uh, but he just liked how I served him and how I did what I did. And it's just amazing how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. Anytime I go out to eat now um, or a brewery or whatever, and it's a job interview. Absolutely. Every single time. And if there's someone in there that's kicking ass and, and I see them hustling, you want to come work? Oh, yes. Oh, I'm loving that. I thought I was the only one that thought that way. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad to hear other people do too. Yeah, for sure. 
That is wonderful. Uh, so do you have family that's in this business or in this industry, or did you do this all by yourself? No, I don't have anyone that's in um, real estate in, in any maids that I'm aware of. There's no, no one in real estate. Um, okay. I've been always really good with um, the hospitality industry and just working with people and, and building trust and relationships. And it was just kind of an easy next step to me, a transition. Sure. And how old are the children now, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. My daughter, Eleanor, uh, she will be 10 next week. And uh, my son, Mickey, he is seven years old. Wow. Good ages. Good ages. In my head, mine are still uh, five and seven. I hear you. I mean, they might be um, 22 and 24, but in my head, <laughs> they're still five and seven. I'm with you. Uh, fun ages, fun ages. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your production um, as a team leader, as well as uh, your team's production. Um, and just talk about, uh, because we have a lot of realtors that come on here and they may not know you. Uh, they might not know the SHIP team. Uh, they may be in different areas in Maryland. And I would like to, for you to tell us what sets you and your team apart uh, or the team that you lead apart um, from the rest of the industry. Sure. We grind, you know, we grind, we hustle, we're gritty. Um, we compare ourselves to the 2023 Orioles. And, um, you know, we might not be a lot of uh, big names in the industry, but we will grind with the best of them. Oh, love that. So, yeah, yeah. So um, our team, we do about 100 million a year um, for give or take 300 transactions. Okay. And how many people are on that uh, consist in that team of producing realtors? About 14. Okay. And myself of that production is around anywhere from 18 to 25 million. Okay. For around 50 to 70 transactions. Okay. And did you tell me how long that you've been on the uh, with the ship team? Five years. Five years. Yeah. Well, that is pretty significant. Uh, that you're doing. What are y'all doing over there? I've had we've had Jennifer shift on the program, so people will have heard her and the Manifest Network. Uh, but if you could tell me in your own terms what it has meant to you to work with uh, Jen and Mike, and uh, how that has kind of um, changed you in your business. Of course, yeah. I was with a different brokerage before and a different team, and I left there to come here. And someone told me that. You're at community college now. Come to Harvard. Ooh. So mm. very much like that. And we are very serious with our, our training, mm -hmm. um, our coaching, and our hustle and accountability. And people might talk the talk about accountability and we're serious about it. And it's really, a, it's a careability. So we care about you and we care about your business. And we're going to hold you accountable to make sure that you're doing it. I love that. I love, I've, I've seen some of your lives with Jen, the two of you guys on there, yeah. or sometimes Michael's on, and I, I find them extremely valuable. Yeah. Well, it starts at the top. You know, we, we practice what we preach and we're not going to sit there and say something and do something different. Like you're going to see me in the trenches grinding and hustling with everyone else and Michael yeah. too, um, and making sure that um, we lead by example. Mm. Very good. And, and you are leading. So if we ask you, I know 20, we're recording this at the end of October 20, I think it's the 20th. Yes. Um, yeah. 2023. 
And so my question to you is in the last 12 months, because it's been a very peculiar market, um, where have you gotten most of your business from? Is it coming from leads? Is it whether it's Zillow leads, Redfin leads, if it's uh, social media marketing leads, or is it uh, your sphere of influence? Yeah, I personally don't believe in paying for leads. That might be an unpopular opinion. I just, I think there's a lot of business out there that you don't need to pay for leads. Mm -hmm. So our, my main source of business is going to be sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. uh, I was in the restaurant industries for so long and um, I just have those relationships still built. And it's funny that I was at a wedding about a week ago and I haven't bartended in, at this place in 18 years, probably. And I got a shout out during the ceremony for being the best bartender. Wow. So people remember how you made them feel. Mm, love that and, line. Love quote. Yep. And that's huge to me. And just making sure that you are still building these relationships, even after you had left a certain business or you don't see these people that often anymore. Like there's still room to grow in that area. Mm -hmm. So that would be number one, always, and then expired and canceled um, listings and just being able to directly contact these folks that, that honestly just didn't get the right help. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of opportunity out there. I see so many listings that just come on the market and it's like, please let me help you. And if I get an opportunity to do it, there's a lot of good stories behind it. So when we were in the green room, the, the one thing that you told me about your team that I found um, that many agents that I'm speaking on here with at least don't share with me, I'm not sure if they're doing it or not, is I really like the way that you track all and you know your numbers and you track your numbers. I was, uh, I'm a huge person that's into tracking numbers and tracking production and knowing the very specific details. Could you share with the audience um, about how you all track what you do? Yep. So Jen, we we track our um, business like it's a, it's a baseball game or it's a football game. Like how can you win the game if you don't know the score? Mm -hmm. How can you come from behind if you don't know the score? How can you coach to what needs to happen if you don't know the score? So that's a really, really important thing for us within the team is really just tracking as little as contacts, appointments set, appointment held, appointments made, social posts, like a, a tracking everything within our business to say, hey, this is where you're exceeding. Awesome. Do more of that. This is not working. Stop doing that. Or how can we help you with this number to get it where it needs to be? I love that. I love that you're you're dialed in and you're being really specific when it comes to that. That's wonderful. You also have what I found very valuable is you do a, a different type of three by three. Uh, I have a different three by three that I use, but are you open to sharing your three by three strategy? Sure. Yeah. Just talking about it, right? Not. I, I'm welcome to share the screen. I just might not have it in front of me at the moment. And that's okay. Yeah. You can just yeah. you can just share. Sure. Yeah. Each month, someone is getting something different in my SOI. It's it's really simple. And I'm always happy to share that strategy. And it's just a Google sheet that I track. And it's very purposeful. And each month, it's something different that someone is getting, whether it's, um, you know, for instance, I just mailed them out today. There are little packets of apple cider that it says, call me for insider information. So they're getting like little 
items of value, whether it's taco seasoning, we sent out gravy before, hot chocolate, pop rocks, um, Kool-Aid, anything like that. So like little items of value was something funny, like mm -hmm. in there, uh, a call to action. Um, and then just very purposeful, surprise and delight gifts. If someone had a baby or got divorced or someone passed away or whatever it may be, sending them gifts um, directly through Amazon and it doesn't cost that much money just directly to them to know that we care. Mm -hmm. and that's, that's really what it all, all pulls down to. And it's, you know, there's a saying that it, it's, it's the thought that counts, you know, that old saying, but it's the thoughtfulness that counts. Most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Uh, you also do some really good teaching when it comes to teaching the realtors on your team on how to deal with money. Um, because we know that it's not taught in schools and it's not taught often to realtors as they get older, other than I think during their class, uh, when they're getting licensed, it's make sure you do put money aside for taxes, but it's not really going into detail. Uh, share with us, if you will, a little bit about how you all go deep with the agents and making sure that they create a budget for themselves. Yeah. Like you said, like no one teaches this really in school and life, you know, if, you know, some of our parents from a different generation, like they didn't learn about this from their parents. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of trickles down and you just hope to figure it out throughout life. And that's kind of what happened with me. So uh, Michael and I took the time for several different occasions to really teach agents just basic stuff about money. Um, having three separate accounts, one for savings, one for um, taxes, one for bills, and one for investing. And uh, it's something to do within your, your bank and just having those. And step one, like those taxes are not your money. So stop spending it. Mm -hmm. And just putting that money away. And at the end of the year, like I'm happy to write this big check to the, to the um, IRS because it was there. And it was never mine. And I said, here you go. This is your money. Um, so it should never be a stressful time with taxes because if you already had it set away, it's no big deal. Mm -hmm. And I started teaching my kids that as well. So when they get money, you know, they want to donate um, a dollar of their money. They want to save it and then they want to spend it. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's what Dave Ramsey teaches. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I, I'm actually a financial peace uh, teacher um, for Dave Ramsey. Uh, nice. So I, I totally understand that. Do you ever have pushback with the agents that you're teaching this to about how to create this or where they're finding challenges? Or do you find that most of them are just willing to kind of hand the reins over to you because it's something that they have no idea how to do? Um, no, I don't think we really ever get any pushback. You know, we're here to educate and to help people. And that's really like the big picture is we're just there to help. Mm -hmm. And an exercise that we did was their survival number. Ooh, that's a and good one. You'd be surprised how many people don't know their monthly bills. Yeah. So really yeah. just breaking that down to their, their survival number and whatever that may be. And now relate that to how many transactions do I need to sell in order to hit my survival number? Mm. And back that up to how many appointments, how many phone calls, how much planning do I need to hit my survival number? Mm. And I love how to break down those numbers. Yeah. I really do. 
And uh, are, are the agents that are joining your team, are they digging in and, and doing these processes? Because if I'm not mistaken, you also do uh, a training that is led, that's every month. I, I don't, I'm sorry, I think it's every quarter, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, it's, you had mentioned somewhere between eight and 15 people um, in the training class, and then the topic changes every 12 weeks or so. Yep, that's agent athlete. So um, that's a course that I designed. You could call it a boot camp. Um, it's as little as seven weeks, as many as nine weeks long. And it's about once a quarter. And basically what it is, is it's a, a breakdown um, so everyone can track their numbers. We pretty much track it all for them. All they have to do is input it in their system, in our system, which okay. they should be doing anyway. So it's very easy to be tracked and it's a scoreboard. And like I said before, like, how can you win the game if you don't know the score? Very so true. we make it very competitive and each class or each um, session is a, a theme. So like this past session was a carnival theme. The session before that was Jay-Z and all of the winners got to live like Jay-Z for the night. And mm. we got to use limo and we went to a hip hop museum exhibit. Um, we went to a really nice dinner. The time before that it was Hamilton. And we took a train to New York and saw Hamilton on Broadway, the winners who, um, set and held and uh, made their points for contacts and appointments set. It was really good. It, it, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. The, the agents get to um, push themselves on production. They get to make more money. The team sees better production from the agents. The team makes more money and it's fun and it's interactive and um, we keep it very light and entertaining. Now, are the agents also only getting their business through their sphere of influence or are they using leads to generate some of this um, growth that they're having? Yeah, we have all the lead sources. We use um, Boomtown is our CRM and those okay. are just internet leads with buyer landing pages. Um, we use a third-party website that has um, absentee owners. Okay. And basically that's people that are like renting their properties who um, probably would want to sell them after the tenants move out. We use, um, like I said before, um, expireds and canceled listings, um, circle prospecting, calling around to different neighborhoods um, to see if they're interested to buy or sell and, um, and investors as well. I love to hear that. I, for, for a person that does uh, what I do, um, and sits behind here and interviews uh, a lot of different realtors. I can tell you that there are only a very small, um, a small number of the people that I'm interviewing are doing any circle prospecting consistently uh, or calling any expired listings. It seems that so many aren't getting out of, a lot of people I understand have call reluctance, uh, but even, I think it's so odd that even in now, as the market is is very challenging, that people aren't getting out of their comfort zone to do different things, to have different experiences. And I'm always shocked by that. So I love that your people are getting out there and doing it. Do y'all script throughout the day so that they, they have a level of comfort with that? Yeah, well, to back up to what you said before, um, there's a Tom Ferry quote that I heard when I first got in the business that he said, Nothing is more scary than not being able to pay your bills. Yes. So nothing I do throughout the day is 
that's scary. You know, if you can't pay your mortgage or if you can't give your kids a Christmas present, that's scary. Mm -hmm. A phone call to me is not scary ever. Those things can be scary. Um, as far as script acting, yes, um, we should do it more often. It's typically one to three times a week um, that's scheduled script practice. And there's always like little mini breakout sessions in the office. If anyone's like having a tough conversation with a client or anything like that, we'll literally just break it down in front of everyone and say, hey, you know, how could this have went better? Mm -hmm. and, uh, there's always a learning experience anytime throughout the office and we'll just share wins and, and lessons and things like that. Oh, I love that. I, I can tell you, I have a conversation with my coach and my coach tells me all the time, we sit and make phone calls in an air conditioning or a heated office. We have water or, or drinks by us. We might have a grape to, you know, to moisten our, our throats. We're living a very comfortable life. Yeah. Making a phone call is not difficult. It's yeah. uncomfortable for a moment until you get into it. But the people that are putting new roofs on homes in the middle of the summer, that's a hard life. The people that are bricklayers and carrying this this bad stuff and, and you know ultimately getting a bad back, those are very physically draining jobs, not making phone calls. And my coach is very specific about that and brings it up all the time. Um, just really what's difficult, what's not difficult, not uncomfortable, but just the level of difficult. Sure. So I so appreciate that you guys dive right into that and then teach and train your agents for that because so few are training on that stuff or, or making the time for it. Now, when you do this, are you circle prospecting and do, calling expired? Is that something that you do weekly or monthly or is that something that you do in a certain time of the month? So circles prospecting um, is whenever there's like a new listing or a listing that just sold or something like that, or if there's just like a hot neighborhood or even your own neighborhood is a really good source um, mm -hmm. just to reach out. And it all depends on what type of farming you want to do. There's a thousand different ways you could circle prospect with expireds. Um, you got to be on your game with expireds. Yes. So um, I do it daily and bright and early before anyone else. I love that. Yeah, I, I do. I make my calls between I'm supposed to make them between nine and 11. I talk too much. I can't get it done between nine and one, though, if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. um, so I can appreciate that. Do you, do you start before nine? Way earlier. Do you really? Yeah. Wow. And, and how's your rate of conversion when you reach out that early? I have to ask. It's good. You got to be the first. Fabulous. Yeah. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank yeah. you for sharing with us. Of course. Yeah. What goals do you have for yourself as well as your team as we come to the end of 2023 and as you project and plan for 2024? Yeah, goals. Um, I always want to do more, you know. Um, I always want to coach more and help more and 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 do that. Um, you know, my big goal is to have mailbox money and to have just disposable income just coming my way. Um, and just setting up a lot of green lights for myself. Mm -hmm. If you've read or heard the book by Matthew McConaughey, he talks about green lights. I and have not read that yet. I have heard of it when he was doing his circuit. Yep, yep. So he talks about just setting your life up for green lights, where that's you put in the work now, you put in the, the grind now, that when you get older, that you have just green lights. And if you want to take a month off from work, you can. Yes. 
you want to take a big vacation, you can. So that's really what I'm all about now is just building that um, generational wealth. And I do have a goal to buy both my kids a house to um, give them on their 18th birthday and they can do whatever they want with it. They can live there, they can sell it, they can keep renting it. Whatever they want to do with it is um, is a goal to, to buy them both a house and give it to them on their 18th birthday. Oh, how lovely. That is a great goal. Yeah. So I want to teach them what to do with it. You know, they can make their own decision. I would prefer that they keep it and rent it. But if they want to have a, a nice payday on their 18th birthday, they're welcome to do that as well. Okay. Um, so I, I want to go a little deep, if I may, and say that um, what do you think the biggest challenge is for home buyers in this market in October of 2023? Yeah. You would probably say the interest rates. Um, I think that understanding how to navigate through a higher interest rate is just a, a probably a, a problem that agents have to teach home buyers that. So, you know, I think a lot of people just say, hey, the the interest rates are too high. I'm going to wait. And then what what specifically do you want to wait for? And really just educating folks on what you can do and, you know, can you afford something and maybe can you buy something a little bit less and hold on to it and then get something bigger in the future. So I did buy a house in 2006 with a seven and a half percent interest rate. Mm -hmm. So I went through it and, you know, that's, that's probably like the biggest area of opportunity right now within the market is just buyers are, they might be a little bit hesitant to say, I'm going to wait. Um, and it's our job as agents to be able to educate them and really find out what their, their leading indicator of, of, of a need is, is mm. it, um, you know, we specify on the D's, um, death, divorce, diapers, diamonds, um, deployment, things like that. So I think just really digging deep to find out motivation of how we can help people. So if I had a, a, a biggest to circle back to your question, you know, what's the biggest concern or, or need within the real estate market right now is really just making sure that we're educating our buyers and educating our clients on how to navigate through this market because it, it might get sticky for a minute. However, um, there's still over 4 million, 4 million houses that are going to get sold every year. Very true. Very true. And if I may ask the same question for the sellers. Yeah. Um, so what is like the biggest concern with the sellers? Yes. At this time in your market, what did you see? Yep. Them paying attention to the news. That's probably for both buyers and sellers. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you're watching the news or anything about real estate on social media or the markets, you know, it's falling apart. You know, it's another 2006. Mm -hmm. So that's probably my biggest concern is the sellers just really just trusting um, they're real estate professional and knowing that, um, there is a way and, um, you know, really, again, just finding out their motivation of, of how we can help them. And, um, I think with sellers just to, to know exactly what they need to do to get the most amount of money for their house with sellers also, you know, within, I would say like today is that we have a window of opportunity to sell for the most amount of money because prices potentially could go down. Mm -hmm. You know, buyers are going to see that and they could potentially start asking for closing help. 
they could get inspections, they could get, um, you know, they don't have to waive their appraisal. So I think that there is going to be a little bit of an upper hand here in the near future with buyers. So sellers do need to know that and just set expectations that this is the market that's in front of us. Absolutely. Just uh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's the biggest thing that I see with buyers and sellers that agents don't do is just properly explaining the market and not gloom and doom. And there's always a way, right? I always, I always think that myself when I see people posting on social media and they're not posting informative information. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's great to post settlements and I think it's great to post uh, what you're doing throughout the day. But I look at it and say, in, in such a typical time where people are seeing the news and hearing the news on the radio and, and podcast and watching it on, on uh, any all kind of media, why are more people out there informing buyers and informing sellers about what's going on? bringing up statistics from NAR or this specific county in which you work in about what, how many homes are on the market, what they're seeing, is it turning? Is it going from more of a seller's market into a buyer's market? What does that mean? You know, as you mentioned, they're seeing uh, sometimes seller contribution, price reductions, things like that. Am I wrong in that? Because is that just me and where my head is? Because I always look at that and say, why don't I see more of this? on social media and maybe I'm not just not privy to those feeds. It's very possible. But I just wonder why I'm not seeing more of that. Yeah. It's easier not to. <laughs> you know I get that because people don't want to have that conversation. Um I talk about my business on social media and then I get a call and say, you said that this was this and I and it's not that way today. I said that post was from two weeks ago and right. things have changed a bit. And they're like, oh, right. Okay, gotcha. I'm with right. you. Yeah, and the easier not to is, is not my opinion. It's just, I, I think that with social media and people, they always want to post the best things and yes. the things that are going to get the most likes and the most views and things like that. And education is equally important as um, and just those settlements and things like that. So people are going to look at the media and they're going to look at social media and they're going to see what's being fed to them. And, exactly. you know, you know, that, that things that they're being fed to them might be the, the cheeseburger and the fries and the milkshakes, like let's feed them some veggies. Right? Exactly. See, you get it. That's what I'm waiting for. And I just, I have a feeling it's going to turn and then we're going to have all kinds of people educating all over social media. Um, but yeah. I cannot wait for it to occur to be honest with you. So, uh, what is the skill set that you are working on at this time? Is, is there one specific skill set that you're focusing on? So a skill set that I need to work on is a blessing and a curse is being patient. Uh -huh. um, I have the D personality and um, the, the, the good thing about needing to be patient is that I get shit done when it needs to be done. Yeah. In the downside is that sometimes I might be quick to make a decision that, that could require some more thought. Uh -huh. uh, and maybe just acting too quickly on something. So that is a, a skill that my wife will certainly agree with me on is um, patience. Yes. 
Well, Gary V is very big and he says he makes 30,000 decisions in a day. And if something's wrong, it's okay because he'll just fix it the next day. Just make it move on, make it move on, make it move on. Uh, and if yeah. we're hearing that from Gary V, I think we, I think we can give you a little grace as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and here's a, a question that I just started asking, and I really like it because I think it tells us a lot about the agent. What is your real estate superpower? Mm. Not getting emotional. Mm. And I will give Michael Schiff credit for that, is that he is certainly the king of that, of just not being emotional when it comes to it. And that there's so many times throughout the, the transaction that um, there's a lot of highs and there's a lot of lows. So if you stay pretty even keeled throughout the course of it, um, you will win and you will prevail. Because um, if a home inspection goes wrong or if someone a buyer pulls out or someone yells at you, a seller or a client or whatever it may be, do not react to that because it's just, it's going to upset your day. It's going to, you know, change the way you feel and it's going to stress you out and et cetera, et cetera. So the more even keeled you can stay in every single conversation throughout the day, good, bad, or ugly, you will win. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I have, I tell you, I wasn't so, um, I was very emotional in the beginning of my career and the older I've gotten and the more people I work with, I've worked with some really fabulous people that I've learned that skill from them of just to take emotion out of it when they respond and somebody can be going crazy on the other end and they're just like, okay, yeah. this is where we are right now. And I just, I love, I think it's a fantastic skill, um, first of all. So Fabulous for you for knowing that superpower of yours and um, focusing on it, as well as for Michael as well. Yeah. Sure. So we're down to the last five minutes. Is there anything that you would like to tell the audience about you and your team that we haven't discussed yet today? Um, we're always looking for good new team members that are looking to hustle. Um, we do a lot of fun stuff throughout the office. You know, we have, a, I don't know if you've been to the office or not. Um, not yet. It, it looks like a, a nice restaurant. Um, oh. it, yeah, it's set up very cool and, and casual. And there's a just a fun atmosphere. We've all been to those offices that are just lame and boring and no one talks to each other. And it's just a big family atmosphere. And that's that's real. Um, and it's organic and it's not forced. And, you know, people are not willing to or not not afraid to have a tough conversation with someone if they need to keep them in check. And mm. I think that's a good thing, you know, if someone's maybe on their high horse or if someone's down in the dumps, you know, we're now not afraid to be like, what's up, you know? So we've built some, some strong relationships within the team, within the business that really, I think will hold strong for a long time um, because we've honestly, I think I've probably seen every single person on the team cry, you know, in, including myself. Mm. So, you know, when you can really be humble, and show emotion um, when you need to, you know? So we look humble, hungry, and smart is really, you know, what we're all about is you need to be humble um, because this business will humble you. Mm -hmm. I can promise you that. Um, oh, yes. You need to be hungry. And if you're not hungry, um, we kind of don't want you, honestly. Um, we want you to be hungry and we want you to hustle and we want you to grind and we want you to fail. Um, and that comes along with that hustle. Like we see it and, um, it picks other people up when others are willing to hustle around you. 
it's like the Orioles this year. Like there was so many other people that it was like picking everyone up um, when they needed to be. So I think that's huge. That's fabulous. Thank you so very much, Chris, for making time for me today and allowing me to interview you for the uh, podcast. Uh, if people are interested in finding out more about uh, the Ship Home team and uh, the team in which you lead, um, are you open to providing some contact information? Of course. Yeah, you can always reach me or myself if anyone wants to talk or, or BS about real estate. My cell is 410-303-6297. Everyone can have that. Um, always text me, always call me. Um, something that I will tell you about myself is Sunday is my Chick-fil-A day. I love that. And as much as you want chicken on Sundays, you can't. You ain't getting it. <laughs> you know, they provide kick-ass service five, six days of the week. And then they say, no, thank you on Sunday. So, that's right. um, that's something important to me and, um, Instagram, social media, whatever, you know, we're, we're all on there and we're always willing to have a conversation and really just help anyone that is, is working through a problem or, you know, stuck in their business. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on here. And y'all, if you're interested in reaching out to the shift team and speaking to Chris and finding out more about how the team functions and find out the, uh, more of how they do what they do and that accountability, please reach out to him directly. And I know that you have two of your real estate friends that would like to know more about this and like to know more about digging in deep with their team and what they offer and how they offer with this accountability. So please take a moment and send this podcast to two of the, your friends that would find it valuable. And also take a minute, whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on, please leave us an honest review so we can get this information out to more agents. Thank you all for joining in. Thank you, Chris. And until Bye. next time, um, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining the Maryland Real Estate Influencers Podcast. We'd like to ask you two favors. Number one, forward this podcast to three of your favorite realtor friends. They'll thank you for it and I'll thank you for it too. Number two, we'd love reviews. It helps get the word out. 